Uh, welcome to the uh, first Spooky Appalachia uh, live show. Uh, I'm Phil. You might might recognize my voice if you listen to the uh, the audio recordings. That's my uh, my dog. You can hear in the background. Apologies for that. Um, and yeah, this is uh, Jimmy. He he does all the the writing and and all the hard work. I I, I just hello. Yep. Uh, and, I just do and the voice research, stuff. I guess too. Yeah, and the research. Yeah. Basically all the actual work, and then I just enjoy the sound <laughs> of my own voice. Um, but yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, looks like we got a few uh, few viewers in the, the live chat already. That's awesome. Um, if you want to participate, yeah, feel free to post anything in the, the YouTube chat or on our Discord. We've got a live stream chat channel set up. Um, yeah, Collins would be great. Feel free and yeah, just mention something in the Discord and we can can give you the role so that you can can join the call. Um, but yeah, I think we can start a little bit today. I think we we're gonna just highlight a few of the uh, the stories we've already posted on the site. Um, maybe a few. Uh, newer Mothman ones, and and then just like uh, take folks' calls, and I think uh, towards the end we've got a got a new story for you all. Um, so yeah, um, looks like with some photo evidence. With some photo evidence, yeah, it's it's some really cool photos that we're gonna we're gonna show you all, and this will be the uh, the Patreon story for it'll be a, kind of a preview of the Patreon story for this week. That'll be the uh, the story that goes up on the blog next week. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, see a little bit of chat in the Discord. So we'll wait a second to see if we uh, we want to do a call in first, and if not, we'll uh, we'll do the the Black Eyed Kids, and then we'll we'll talk about Mothman a little bit. All right. Um, yeah. So as a a bit of a refresher, the uh, the story of the Black Eyed Kids. Um, Black Eyed Kids are, are one of the more creepy urban legends because no one really knows what they are or what they want. Most encounters seem to take place either with a creepy duo showing up at a victim's house asking to be let in during the middle of the night, or at a window of a car asking for a ride. Witnesses always state that these kids appear to be between the ages of 5 and 15, with ragged clothes, pale skin, and big black eyes. For tonight's story, I decided to find an earlier story, and it just so happens that it took place right here in Appalachia. This early account of black-eyed children comes from Virginia in 1950 and concerns a 16-year-old boy known only as Harold. According to the story, Harold was walking home one afternoon when he came across another boy leaning against a fence as if waiting for someone. The teenager attempted to speak to him, but received no response. He was about to walk off and go on with his journey when the strange boy suddenly stated to Harold, I want to go to your house. You're going to take me to your house. It was then that Harold noticed the blackness of the boy's eyes. There was no white in them, just solid black. Harold began to contemplate turning and running home as fast as he could when something even stranger and... Oh, and oh, sorry, I was looking at the live stream real quick. And it, Do we have video? Can you tell? Oh. Either way. Um... Uh, no, I've lost the tab. Yes, we have video. We have video. Excellent. Cool. Um, it was then that Harold noticed the blackness of the boy's eyes. There was no white in them, just solid black. Harold began to contemplate turning and running home as fast as he could when something even stranger and more chilling happened. The boy blurted out, No, don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me up to your house. 
Harold turned and ran away faster than his legs had ever carried him before. He later recalled to his parents that, as he did so, he heard a scream behind him, a scream that sounded very similar to that of a bobcat. Interestingly, his parents believed their son's account, so much that his father was said to have grabbed his gun and immediately gone out looking for the menacing boy who had demanded his son take him to their family home. His mother apparently thought her son had an encounter with the devil himself and stated that she would take him to see the local priest. I've always found the urban legend of the black-eyed kids equally creepy and interesting. Let me know what you think about the story in the comments section. I will more than likely be posting more stories about the black-eyed kids in the future. And yeah, you have, and the, these these are some of my favorite especially to read. I feel like we get, uh, get really good submissions for these. Um, the Where did you dig up that story? Because having looked at it a little bit myself, like it, it seems like a lot of the stories, like the earlier ones, date back to like the '80s, but this one is from the '50s. This one was the '50s, yeah. Yeah, I think it was actually just on some random website, to be honest. Cool. Yeah, they uh, and well, yeah. Welcome to to those who are, are hopping into the chat, and uh, yeah, sorry for the the technical uh, issue in the middle of the story. I just wanted to uh, to make sure that that everyone. Uh, had the uh was able to see the the video loop we were streaming and everything uh for first live stream there's going to be some uh some technical hookups but uh yeah, again if you're just joining us feel free to to jump into the chat on youtube or in discord um yeah and and yeah i think um the the other two uh stories have been been fan submissions right the one at, at taco bell and the one at glade springs west virginia so it seems the they... glade spring one was one i i came across on reddit okay the, the taco bell one somebody sent in i actually thought that one was funny yeah that one that was funnier than it was scary yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we can we can read that one now this uh this one was emailed in by by a fan named tj um yeah. uh so june 2016, Aberdeen, Ohio. I was working the night shift at my local Taco Bell when I had one of the scariest moments of my life that I have ever experienced. It was 10 at night. The place was a graveyard. I was working the drive-thru that night. We hadn't had a customer in hours, so I was catching up on some cleaning. Suddenly there was a loud static sound over my drive-thru headphones. So loud I had to take them off. I checked the camera, and nothing there, so I went about my business. I then start getting that feeling like someone is watching me. Shortly after my coworker comes from the back and lets out a shriek, I turn to see a girl with jet black hair standing at the drive-through window facing us. My coworker and I look at each other in disbelief. We then hear the girl speak in a voice that still chills me to this very day. May I come in? My coworker and I stood there for a moment, not knowing what to say. I then responded, oh, Sorry, miss, this restaurant is closed for the night. We are only taking orders through the drive-thru. The girl replies, Please, let me come in. I really need to use the bathroom. My coworker then looks at me and whispers, Dude, maybe we should just let her in. She's, she's just a kid. I shake my head no. Something just feels off about this whole thing. I mean, what's a 10 or 11-year-old girl doing standing in a drive-thru at 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night? I respond to the girl, I'm, I'm sorry, we can't let anyone in. We've closed the restaurant for the night. After a moment of silence, the girl starts banging on the window, shouting, Let me in! Let me in! I look at my coworker and ask, what, what should we do? He responded, I don't know, call the police? The girl then stops and stares at us, and that's when we see it, a set of pitch black eyes. After a few moments of silence, we hear a voice that sounds like it's coming from a thousand miles away. 
hello? We look in the direction it's coming from, the drive through headset. We walk over to it, turning our backs on the girl. I respond, hello? The man on the other end responds, yes, can I have two five layer burritos? My coworker then shouts, oh my god, she's gone. I turn to look at the girl who is nowhere to be seen. After serving the guy at the drive through my coworker and I began searching the internet on my phone, only to find we had just encountered uh, the black-eyed kid. I worked at that Taco Bell for another two years before moving from Ohio. We never saw the girl again. That, yeah, that that's a good one. Uh, the, a through line seems to be using the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's... I don't know, I almost feel like that would make me less likely to let someone <laughs> random into my house. They always went in a place or a ride or something. Yeah. And then I think I've seen one story ever where uh, somebody let them... Actually, did the Glade Spring... I won't spoil it, but uh, I I saw one story where a couple let them in and... uh, like the guy, they they both ended up with all kinds of health problems or something supposedly. The the, gl- the Glade Spring ones, I think he had some some health problems. He said, but I, I don't think he uh, he let them in. I actually was just so fun bit of news. We're working on getting all of the uh, the audio posted up as a as a podcast, and I was I've been slowly kind of uploading and testing everything to to make sure it's all working. And that, that I was listening to that one on in the car on the way home today just to to check the audio that that is uh yeah and I, yeah we'll get to that one in in a, in a few minutes but yeah they're if, i think they do uh it seems like there's a lot of sort of of um neurological experiences for lack of a better word i guess that people seem to have mm-hmm. after after encounters with them um yeah it, and um yeah, there's a fair, apparently, you know, quite a few in since since the '80s and really, really all through. Um, it, it seems to be a uh, a sort of popular story that that um, that pops up. Um, I hope we can get some more of these. One of our Patreons loves these stories. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think these these have been have been hands down my my favorite to read for the site. They're, they're a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, we can we can share that one uh, from from Glade Springs as well. So this one was yeah from Reddit. Uh, I think you you found uh, and posted. Um, but yeah, so this is from a, a user uh, Kane one two one two. So I had never heard of the Black Eyed Children until I encountered them. Still not knowing who or what the hell they were, I did what any modern 25-year-old male would do. I googled them. And boy was I shocked that I wasn't the only one. Had I not seen them for myself, I would have just thought it to be another modern urban legend gone viral. Besides my girlfriend, I've only told my brother, who is into everything creepy and horror, for I knew it would be the only one not to judge me or try to commit me to a mental hospital. He's the one who said I should post it here. If this is the wrong sub, then please direct me to the right one. Keep in mind I'm not a writer. Sorry for my neat grammar or spelling errors. I'm an accountant. I don't want upvotes or to try and impress anyone with a good read. I'm simply trying to warn people that some things out in this world are beyond our comprehension, and if you hear a knock at the door, make sure you check before opening it. I wish I had. Here's my story. My girlfriend and I live in a small gated community in southern West Virginia called Glade Springs. 
The community has about 150 houses, a country club, and a steakhouse or bar called Bunkers. Now anyone can come through the gate during the business hours of Bunkers, but after they close, the front security gate stops all traffic and makes sure you're a resident, and if you're a visitor, they call the house you're going to, to verify that you are actually expecting them. Sometimes it's a hassle, but hey, don't have to worry about a robbery. So imagine my surprise when my doorbell chimed at 3 a.m. I was jarred awake and wasn't sure if it was just a dream, considering I had just went to bed shortly before and was probably just going into REM sleep. I rolled over and looked at the clock, noticing the time, and when my doorbell chimed again, I felt a cold chill run through my body. Not reading too much into it, it could be one of my neighbors has an emergency, right? I nonchalantly made my way to the door. Now I see how foolish I really was, and opened it. Luckily, the wrought iron storm door was still locked because who or what stood before me was not a resident of the community. Two young boys stood at my doorstep, one looking about 17 and another looking about 10, wearing dark hooded sweatshirts and jeans. The young one had a shaggy, dirty blonde hair and would only look down at the stone steps, and the older one had his hood pulled and his head tipped to where I could only see from half of his nose down. My voice caught in my throat, and before I could even ask what they wanted, the older one spoke. His voice sounded forced and dry. There was no emotion or sincerity of what he said. I'm sorry to bother you and your girlfriend, but we need to come in and use your phone. We've been in an accident. I felt the familiar chill return to my whole body. How did you know my girlfriend was here? I wrote it off as my Tahoe and her VW was in the driveway, and I figured they had just assumed. I tripped over my words, something about these kids wasn't right, wasn't normal, wasn't human. Um, um, I can bring you my cell phone and you can call. I don't get any service inside here, so you have to stand on the sidewalk to call, I finally said nervously. Of course, I was lying through my clenched teeth. I did not want these kids in my house. Well, my brother really needs to use your bathroom, Kane. We have to come in, the older one said. And that's when I went into a complete panic. He knew my name. I'm sorry, are you from here? How did you know my name? The words practically shook out of my mouth. That's when he became slightly hostile and demanded to be let inside, and I told them I was sorry, but I couldn't help them, and just as I was about to close the main door is when it happened. Both of them snapped their heads upwards and looked me straight in the eyes. Black. No iris, no pupil, no retina, just pure, deep black. I was paralyzed with fear for a second. I thought those kids were just playing a really cruel joke and had stuck in the community somehow and had brought some of those freaky supernatural demon sclera contacts. That was until I heard ringing. It was like a ringing sound that you hear when you have a hearing test done, that digital high-pitched shrill ringing, and then the flashback started. I was suddenly a toddler again at my grandparents' house, sitting under the chestnut tree, with my mother picking up the nuts and putting them in a large metal soup kettle. It was a crisp fall day. It's one of my earliest and dearest memories. I was about three and even have the picture, and it's one I hold very near to my heart. But then they were there, behind my mother. We locked eyes, their eyes still black as night, and suddenly they smiled simultaneously. That's when everything went black. The next thing I knew, I was shaken awake, lying in the mudroom floor, my girlfriend standing over me with a worried look. What the hell, Kane? she asked. I had no idea how to answer there. My head had taken a good whack against the slate floor, and a bit of dried blood was stuck in my hair, but other than that, I was fine physically. I slowly remembered everything that had happened and looked at the door. Daylight. I've never been so happy to see morning in all my life.
I told my girlfriend everything that had happened, and honestly, I think she thought I had brain damage from hitting the floor, but she insisted she believed me. And then we Googled it, and I believe that's when she really started to believe me. Uh, I don't know who or what they are or where they come from, but they're not of this world. I know that for a fact. For some reason, I had a lingering thought. I'm still not sure if they put it in my head or not, that they wanted me to know that even my memories aren't safe. They are very strong and seem to be growing in numbers. For some reason, they seem to not be able to hurt you physically unless you invite them in, which, I don't know, since either no one has ever let them in or the ones that have aren't around to tell the story anymore. But they can get in your mind. Uh, since that night, I feel as though I'm being watched. I see them out of the corner of my eye occasionally. I'll look at my girlfriend while we're at the movies or diner, and her eyes will be solid black for a split second. And worst of all, they took one of my most precious and most often reminisced memories and turned it into something sinister, something that's now a constant reminder of the black-eyed children. Yeah, that's that. That one was cool. Like that was that was that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, yeah, the these are I I'd be curious as to because yeah, the the sort of you know, given that we have a story from the 50s and a lot of the the sort of popular attention seems to start in the 90s from what I've read, it it seems like I don't know, I almost think like there's I, I'd be curious to to dig more into to sort of when the uh, the urban legend actually started. Because, yeah, I just, I just pulled up the, the Wikipedia while we were talking, and it's in the 80s, but that seems way later than, than a lot of the stories we've run into. So it would be interesting. I've heard of to... them being way later than that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I saw some talk of some some black-eyed kids story stories in colonial times back when i very first looked into them years and years and years ago um it'd be i I don't know if we'd be able to find some of those or not but uh hey maybe you could do a deep dive story on these one day yeah it does sound like one of those things that you know is is one of those that would would evolve right because you have things like you know like Bigfoot Yeti and everything, you know, that yeah. that sort of, like, Man of the Wild type legend is something you you find basically kind of all over the world and, and through every culture. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was, was sort of another situation like that, kind of a, a more modern encounter retelling of another uh, yeah. kind of kind of older, older legend. And th- th- these... Uh... I think you cut out. But yeah, and welcome to everyone in, in the chat while we wait for, for Jimmy's audio back. Um, happy to have everyone with us. Um, and yeah, feel free to to hop into the Discord if you if you want to call in. We we love getting the uh, the user submitted stories there. They're one of the real, real highlights of, of doing this and and you know reading and I think that's one of the, one of the ways I I'm really happy with with sort of how the the blog is is, is developing is is Jimmy will, will do the the research and post the original story and then we'll we'll get all these these user submitted ones. Um, 
Uh, yeah, oh, Alexander says maybe they're ancient emotion-feeding beings. Yeah, that would be like, uh... Oh, the, the one that always pops into my head for that is the, uh, the emotion vampire from, from what we do in the shadows, but that's probably, probably a little bit different. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, that's funny. Yeah, I... Well, we definitely need to get some more black-eyed kid stories in. Yeah. Yeah, and something that's that's maybe like you were saying, getting uh, back towards the uh, the the sort of origins of the legend, I think would be mm-hmm. would be really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, maybe um, you can do that after your St. Albans one. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're settled into the new house, I'm gonna start working on that one um, more more. Uh, Cool. rapidly so we can get it out because we got a lot of good good footage and stuff from there mm-hmm. um that's that should be a fun we need to one. go back now that i've got that good camera too yeah yeah so jimmy was able to get a, a camera with night vision on on prime day and we were testing it out in his basement the other day and it's 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 good it, it looks it's it's real it's real it's some real ghost hunter stuff like it, it looks gonna, exactly like the kind you see on the tv yeah it's gonna be we're, we're gonna definitely need to do some uh, filming and going places, you know, every chance we get. Yeah. Won't be too often, but maybe a couple times a year. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, uh, as, as a preview of, of St. Albans, I, I still think the creepiest thing there was... Hey, we weren't where the demon is supposed to be, but I think we were. Near no, we it. actually no. It was the bowling alley where Red Eyes is. We yeah, yeah, there. but I don't think we were quite to there yet when our flashlight cut out, right? I think we were still in like the sort of old school part. Um, but yeah, so we were uh, we were kind of walking through, and we were going down this real, real dark hallway. And we brought, you know, a flashlight with fresh batteries, and it just cut out straight in the middle. Um, so, you know, we we pulled out our phones and, and had to use those for a bit. And then as soon as we uh, we sort of exited that area, it, it the flashlight working. started working again. It was, it was, it was a little spooky. <laughs> yeah, there's a demon called Red Eyes um, at, at, at St. Albans. And for those of you who aren't familiar, we're, we're talking about we and we haven't done a story on it yet. There is an old um, sanatorium in southwest Virginia um, called St. Albans, and it started as a, I think, a Lutheran boys' school that had a, a long history of abuse, and then kind of turned into a, a mental hospital that uh that continued that history of abuse and oh and there was a civil war battle there oh really uh, yeah it should be in that book i think it well uh, that's the talk of the town anyway I yeah i think it's in that book too yeah and then there was a murder on the road next to st Albans, yes. and that road is supposedly haunted that the, the murder yeah, that that cop thinks the guy like incinerated the body in the furnace room. Uh, maybe. Yeah, which I think it's it's the happy ghost in the furnace room, right? He uh, it's the one they leave cigarettes for. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was. Oh, very. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um. But yeah, no. The uh, there is a uh. 
yeah, there's 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 uh, quite a few hauntings there. I I, I I tried to draw out Red Eyes by telling him his name is stupid. I think that's a dumb name for a demon, but he didn't rise to the bait. Um, which should have knocked down his bowling pins. Yeah, yeah, we should have knocked down his bowling pins. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, it was that was a cool tour though. That um, yeah, that I lady sent you quite a few stories, here. didn't she? I'm sorry, what? The the lady who was our tour guide. Oh, the tour guide yeah. had a bunch of stories. She was awesome. Yeah, we need to get her to send those in. Yeah. We need to bug her again. Yeah. Julie, if you're watching, you should get us those stories. Yeah, they were, uh... They were, they, yeah, she had some great ones. Um, but it's, We'd uh... love to have them. Yeah. There's, um... Yeah, Alexander, I But agree. yeah, we need to definitely go back with my new camera. Yeah. And just shoot the whole tour that'd be yeah. that'd be awesome we could do the um i think you can do the because i think i think they're booked out for a while for like the private um tours because like a lot of like the the discovery plus ghost hunting shows and stuff go there yeah. but um um yeah plus it's it's quite expensive to do the private yeah but the way they were describing it, if you just do the regular public one, you still they 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 don't book it all up at once. So you still you you still get your own area. You just switch um, between between the areas. Um, so you you still get to to kind of do do your own thing more so than than do the tour. So that might be cool to do one day, especially with the new camera. Mm-hmm. That and and some of the the haunted stuff you found around. Um, yeah, we're not. I feel like we do a lot of stories from um, from West Virginia, and that's where a lot of the popular ones uh, are. We 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 both live in Southwest Virginia, so not we're. Too, uh, well, I'm. I guess I'm closer to West Virginia than you are, but yeah, you're uh, you're one county away. I'm two. <laughs> the, the, the difference of thirty minutes down eighty one. Yeah. But yeah, no. So we we get a little bit, but you know, I mean, I go to the Walmart in in West Virginia sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be the closest. Yeah, um, it's the next closest one. Yeah, Roanoke does have a lot of uh, very old architecture and and whatnot. There's probably a ton of good stories in Roanoke to find. Yeah, yeah. We need to look into that more because yeah, I'm sure and given locations. you know the. Salem dates back to the late 1700s, and Roanoke dates back to like the 1800s, and there's still a lot of the the original architecture and original houses and whatnot, especially in 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 the sort of downtown and, and old Southwest area in Roanoke. Um, but yeah, um, guess we can uh, move on to to Mothman next. So, Marie, our our original uh, uh, story from from that. Uh, Oh, Alexander, oh, I saw in the, the chat. One. Is it true what they say? Um, West West Virginia. Um, I mean, it's almost heaven, except you have to pay to go through three toll booths. Yeah, seventy-seven. Yeah, and yeah. That. And the oh price man, keeps going up. No, no. So, so what area? Okay, so I um, the the university I go to is technically in St. Louis, so I drive back and forth through West Virginia a whole lot, and the the thing that that gets me is they raised it from four dollars for the toll i know this has nothing to do with with the spooky but it does have to do with the appalachia so dear state of west virginia don't raise it to 425 no one carries quarters it's already 425 
Yeah, just charge me five dollars. Just I'll give you the fifth dollar. When I first started doing the the work for the Mothman Museum, um, it was three bucks even, and it just I guess to get the all the way through, right? Because it, it, it just kept going up. Yeah. Because I used to climb up at the New River Gorge a lot, and I don't remember having to ever put more than five bucks in the car to get all the way up and back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I saw a, a, a report of a Bigfoot uh, encounter at the New River Gorge. Oh, really? Uh, huh. I have to find it again, but that was really cool. Yeah, there's a it's 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 a good forest. Like it was, I mean, I was never a particularly good climber, but I always loved hiking around there. It's it's a really hmm. beautiful area. Oh, and a uh, there's a lover's yeah. leap or something up there. There's a there's a ghost story with that associated with that I read about. I don't know I if you heard that. I'd be surprised. I don't know. Is it the bridge? Because I know that bridge going over the gorge. It's a. It's an the... overlook. Okay. Yeah, I know that bridge for the, going over the gorge was for the longest time, like the highest non-suspension bridge in the world, I think. And... Oh, really? It's a beautiful view. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, people had, had jumped off on one. I mean, I know people jump off at recreationally to base jump, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if... Yeah. I think the story was something... Uh, to, uh, a man and a, a young man and a young woman from different uh, Native American tribes um, either wanted to get married or got married, and uh, the fam the the two different tribes disapproved, and uh, they ran up there. The two tribes were coming in on the uh, overlook after them, and they both jumped for it, but they didn't make it to the water and. Gotcha, gotcha. Her splat, and uh, they haunt that overlook. Yeah. That's the story. So so West Virginia was doing the Hatfields and McCoys way before the Hatfields and McCoys even ever got there, is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Lover's Leap definitely, yeah, sounds like some sort of place that would have a cool, scary story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. I'll have to cover it on the site one day, but hey, they just got it as a freebie on here. Or a early Yeah, yeah. Early 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 access. Version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super early access. Yeah. And uh so yeah, the uh the first first Mothman story. Um if you've never heard of it, the Mothman is a creature made famous by encounters in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Uh, several eyewitnesses have described it as a human-shaped and sized creature with bird-like wings and feathers. Its most distinguishing feature is its reflective red eyes. There have been several sightings of this creature throughout the years, even before the incidents reported in Point Pleasant. Some believe that it may even be the same creature as the Thunderbird from Native American legend. This first story is not as well known as some of the other Mothman stories. However, it is believed to be one of the first encounters with the creature. On November 1st, 1966, several National Guardsmen in Point Pleasant saw what they described as a large brown man-shaped figure on a tree limb near the National Guard Armory. Our next story took place on November 12, 1966 in Clendon in West Virginia, a few days before the more famous sighting on the 15th. Kenneth Duncan, along with four other men, was digging a grave for his father-in-law when he noticed a pair of red glowing dots coming from the nearby woods. He then noticed the pair of dotted eyes that belonged to what looked like a tall brown man. 
Shortly after he noticed this, a set of wings spread from the man. Then it jumped up and momentarily flew over the man's head before disappearing. This creature eventually became known as the Mothman. The Mothman has always been one of my favorite cryptids. I remember reading about it when I was very young and being extremely creeped out. That's probably what started my interest in the creature. I plan on doing additional posts in the future about the Mothman and the strange occurrences in Point Pleasant. Um, yeah, so I actually, and this is this is fun, um, or not really fun, I guess, but the, um, you know, my, my great-grandparents are from West Virginia. My dad would go spend the summers with them, and I had never connected this story before we met, and, you know, I started talking about Mothman more, but the, what was the bridge called? The Silver Bridge. Yeah, the Silver Bridge. So my great-grandfather drove over it that day um that it collapsed and he ended up i forget exactly what it was uh he like stopped at a diner or something on the way home and didn't know it was collapsed so he didn't you know bother calling you know my dad's grandmother or my dad um and he was following his boss back from ohio so his boss got back hours before he did so they thought he was on the bridge but it, yeah, it turned out he just like he. I think he like stopped at a diner or something, and like the payphone was out, so he didn't call. But it was yeah, it was. It was like oh, that's kind of a freaky connection, because because Mothman has been pretty or not not really tied to it, but but there were reports he was uh, he was around there, or there there were sightings around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were I think there were sightings there, uh, like the day before. I think yeah. there was a sighting. Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but I think that I read that somewhere. I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty heavily involved with that. So yeah, that was that that was I uh, I'd always heard that story from my dad growing up, but that was I never had a hundred percent made that connection until yeah started started thinking about more about Mothman. But um, I did want to read. So you got me this book by Jeff Walmsley, um, yep. who directs or. <laughs> curates he the Mothman is, Museum. Yep. Um, there is, I think, it's Mothman Prophecies. That's, the Mothman Prophecies is about, sorry, Alexander said in the, the chat, uh, isn't there a movie about the incident? I think Mothman yes. Prophecies, I haven't seen it, but it relates the to Mothman it, doesn't there? The Mothman Prophecies movie and the book are very different. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie's pretty good, though. I have it, I have it on my Plex. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. We just don't watch movies that often. It's always We don't either. Yeah. We can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. You have, you have a better reason than I do. <laughs> or two better reasons as, yeah. of, as of last week. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this, this book, uh, Mothman Behind the Red Eyes, uh, the completed investigative library, I love books like it's almost like a museum in a book it's absolutely fantastic so Mm -hmm. it's got news clippings interviews um the sketches people have taken and i think did he sign that copy for you um Uh, i I basically had him send it to you i don't think so oh no doesn't look like it Um, okay yeah um i couldn't remember but yeah, no, it's it's a great book. I, I like I and I think because he's a he's a he's a professor is his actual job, right? Uh, he's he's a he teaches at uh, the the high school. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You can you can definitely tell he has like an educational background uh, because it's it's very there's not like a lot of editorializing. He just like really like collates the information in a really nice and easy to uh to digest format. So, yeah, it's it's for sale on their web on the museum's website, right? Mhm. Yeah. And you can get it at the museum and uh if he's there if you can catch him there, he'll actually sign it for you. But I think you can buy a signed copy mm-hmm. as well. Mine has a personalized message. Yeah, with the <laughs> amount of work you do for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, both of the books he wrote uh, have messages. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'll keep them forever. Yeah. No, that's the way I'm excited and to get I've got to go up there. Yeah, I've got to go in a couple of weeks to work on a kiosk. Yeah. No, I guess I'll drag you along. <laughs> we'll see. I'm good in cartridge. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, hopefully I can fit the kiosk in my car if it doesn't, uh, if I don't get it working. Yeah, if it doesn't fit in your car, it's definitely not going to fit in mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, um, so one of the, one of the cool highlights of the book is I think he, and I think this is all in the museum too, but all the original sort of newspaper clippings are in there. Um, mm-hmm. So this is sort of the um, original uh, newspaper clipping from from '66, um, titled, and it doesn't say in here which paper it was from. I assume a state paper because it specifies uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, but Point Pleasant, four Point Pleasant car occupants see bird-like creature. Uh, two Point Pleasant. Uh, couples told police Wednesday their car was followed about midnight by a bird-like creature, six to seven feet tall with red eyes and a ten-foot wingspan. Steve Mallet and Roger Scarberry told Mason County Sheriff's deputies that they were riding with their wives near McClintic Wildlife Reserve when they first encountered the thing. Mallet said it was large, measuring as much as six or seven feet. It was gray in color, and its eyes were two inches in diameter. He said the eyes glowed red when the car headlights were put on them, near an abandoned power plant. Then Mallet said the thing took off, making a flapping noise, and traveled at high speeds at about 100 miles an hour, Mallet added. It was a clumsy runner. Uh, I'm edit- I am going to editorialize a little bit, even though I said... Uh, uh, it, the book was good because he didn't. How how clumsy can you be at a hundred miles an hour? <laughs> 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 I'm a hard guy to scare. Scarberry told newsmen, but last night I was getting out of there. Or I was for getting out of there. If I'd seen it myself, I wouldn't have said anything about it. But there were four of us who saw it. Scarberry said. After the first sighting, the men said the thing glided along above their car until their car reached the West Virginia Route 62. Then it disappeared. The four drove to downtown Point Pleasant. When we turned around, there it was again. It seemed to be waiting on us, Mallet said. They went to the city limits and saw the creature again. When the car headlights were put on it, it scurried into a field and disappeared. It's apparently afraid of light, Mallet said. Sheriff Deputy Millard Holstead, investigating the report, said he was not discounting the story. He emphasized uh, that none of the four had been drinking. Even Holstead said he saw a cloud of dust near the old power station, and it could have been the bird. Residents were upset, and the speculation was that the thing lives in one of the abandoned boilers of the power plant. 
There are pigeons in the buildings, but not in one, Mallet said, theorizing that what the thing they saw might have lived in it. Oh yeah, so the uh, the old newspaper clippings there, they've got a ton, and in fact there's like a whole page dedicated to my favorite Mothman theory, uh, that it's the, uh, the Sandhill Crane. I think that's such like a fun, elegant explanation of just like occasionally there's birds off their migration path, because mm-hmm. they're like, they're pretty I believe, huge. Yeah, I believe it, a uh, professor from uh, a college from... Um, mm-hmm. Ohio came down to, to investigate and yeah he, he said that it was a sandhill crane yes so we had, they actually have that uh, paper there clipping was also as well so someone else saying that it was a uh, large owl I think too I forget who that was but uh, I remember seeing something about that yeah they somebody shot an owl or something I could be wrong and it had a huge wingspan it was like at a farm maybe oh wow. i can't remember i haven't looked at the, into that in a long time do you know where the mothman thing came from because every oh story... it was uh it was the press oh uh, yeah which, yeah I, I forget if appalachian oddities here he could tell you right away but um it is uh it, it was uh one of the newspapers um, came up with a name based off of Adam West's Batman. Um, they God, people in Point Pleasant called it that. the Thing or the Bird. Okay. Yeah, because was every every and they sort of account said I've it ever didn't even heard. Look like a moth. It yeah. More like a bird. Yeah. I do like some of the modern depictions of it that are more moth-like. It's super yeah. cute in Fallout Seventy Six. Yeah. Like it's very very cute. Um. I was I was reading I'm not I'm not gonna read it because it makes me sad but like through this book um it, it it allegedly ate a dog that makes me sad a big dog too um, or ran off with him they never they never saw him again them, yeah and then uh and the original the the original or the 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 first popularized uh um sighting they they said they saw a dead dog so it could have been left there but yeah yeah the, the dog bandit the one i'm thinking of is yeah from from rural partridge maybe he just makes friends with them like i, I like to think that <laughs> but yeah no it's it's a it's a very cool story i want to get around to the the tnt area too we'll go up there yeah i i i think we could almost get like a kayak and go out i so, on the, I watched the Expedition X episode on it, and they said the water was toxic, and they pointed to the green stuff. And so, I mean, part of the reason I love the Sand Hill, Hill Crane explanation so much is, is I am a biologist, and I used to work in, in freshwater um, study systems, and pretty sure the green stuff was just duckweed. It was hard to tell from, like, just watching the TV, but I've been in ponds and lakes that looked like that before, and, you know, I'm perfectly healthy and fine, so I think, I think we could probably get out into the lake a little bit without, uh, without necessarily be, any adverse... I think it would be interesting to take a waterproof camera, attach it to a, a stick, or, uh, like a like a dowel rod and uh put it down in the water and ooh uh, i could take my uh 
I guess I probably would actually want to confirm that the water's not toxic before this, but I could, <laughs> depending on how deep it was, I could take my diving gear up there. That'd be cool. Maybe when my kids are older and I can yeah. stay longer. I'd yeah. like to go up there and take that uh, new camera up there at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, there's some... I mean, because that complex is huge, isn't it? That's where they made all the TNT for the nuclear bombs. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I have a, like a... Well, no, so the camera Jimmy got is is a, a video camera. I do have a GoPro, but it's from like the early 2010s, so I need a new one. But yeah, you can definitely you can you, they you get good underwater footage with them. I have I have a lot of stuff from 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 diving trips that that turns out pretty well even in in pretty low light environments. Yeah, you so could I think. you could uh, you could be the first person to go diving there. Yeah. What if oh, there any... is an underwater bunker there too. Oh. One of the bunkers is underwater. I forget what happened. That why it's underwater but it is definitely underwater that'd be I've, I've cool had multiple people tell me there's one there underwater and then there's a collapse one further up but I, i've only gone like three or four igloos up because every time i've gone it's been hot it's really hot and muggy there in the summer yes yeah, it's a imagine. little unpleasant yeah it, i mean it, time, I, I would say the best time to go up there's like late fall <laughs> early winter it's yeah but I've never managed to be up there at that time. Uh, it does look almost like a swamp. Um, yeah, so I can definitely it kind of is. Yeah. And then, I don't know, most of the time when I go to, to Point Pleasant, I'm not thinking, oh, man, I need, I need to do Mothman stuff. I'm thinking, oh, man, I need to get some work done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I just don't think to go up there. I, I went up there my most recent trip because I took uh, one of my friends and he wanted to go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think you so if you got a bit of video time, of that, didn't you, if I'm remembering correctly? Yeah, we got some video. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be cool to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was the first person to go diving in toxic water. I think we'd probably definitely want to uh, can confirm it's not first. Let's start off by getting a water sample in this uh, yeah, yeah. week. There we we'll, go. We get it tested. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, a, get a water sample and go from there. <laughs> make sure it's uh maybe ask some uh you know who owns it now is it like a state park i think so okay. it's, i think is it is it a bird sanctuary i can't remember if it's a, like a wildlife preserve or a bird sanctuary but they they also uh i don't know who um somebody goes and uh cuts cuts up the weeds around the the domes and stuff yeah. So it's it's maintained and it's definitely mowed to an extent, but I don't know. I, maybe the state does it. Yeah, it might be something we if popular... it's if it's a state park, could, we could just like could contact the West Virginia this, yeah. DEQ or I could something. Ask this stuff. I could ask Jeff. Yeah. This stuff, uh, if I remember to, and I could find out. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was going to say, the toxicity thing made it, re it really seem like that was something they were playing up for the TV. I was like, looking at the water, I didn't 100% believe I've never that. seen anybody fishing up there, either. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's no fish in it, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's fish or not. I don't, I don't know. I could ask. That's some stuff I could ask. Yeah, you know, we can always investigate more. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
Um, so should we go ahead and read the, uh, the new story? Give, give everyone a little preview of what we're, uh... How long are we in? Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead and uh, do this new story and show them, uh, our, the, the evidence we we received. Yeah. Um, so, so this wasn't in the email you sent me, um, but who was the story from, just so we can, can, oh, can sort of give credit? Shoot. Um... I forgot to write that down, but I can, um, one second. Yeah, I can read it. Loading into my desktop. Uh, so this is a possible Mothman sighting in Cairo, West Virginia on July 17th. I've seen a few posts now for people looking for something fun and scary to do. So what better time to, than to tell you about our trip to Cairo, West Virginia the other night. First, we stopped off at the school to take a quick tour inside, but we were chased out by bats, so we went down another road, which ultimately got us lost and scared that our vehicle would roll over the hill. We didn't stop there. We continued out to Silver Run Tunnel 19, but instead of walking, we decided to drive through. Upon coming to the opposite end, we looked over to a picnic table, and all we saw were two bright red eyes on top of this table. The odd part was that the lights would appear and disappear. So two brave souls got out to look, and one of them actually picked up two tea-light candles, yet the candles were cold and were never lit, so he kicked the candles to the woods, and we backed the hell up and went to speed out of there. Then we decided to stop in the middle of the tunnel and turn the lights out while letting my son-in-law and another fellow out. We lock the doors and go to speed off to mess with them, but then my sons-in-law comes hauling back to the vehicle and starts begging to be let back in. Once again, these two red lights followed him in the tunnel. Mind you, there were six of us total, and we all watched these lights blink like they were eyes. So I stepped on the gas, and we got the hell out of there. The even crazier part of all this was when we got to the bridge to come across back into the little town. We came to a stop, and suddenly you could hear the loudest scratching noise come across outside the vehicle. Of course, we all say, what the heck was that, and we sit there for a minute. My son-in-law got out and looked under, over and all around the vehicle, and not a branch, twig, nothing in that road. We booked our butts out of that town, fast as crap, and I hold my hand to God, this really happened. This was my second most creepiest encounter at Silver Run in Cairo, so I can definitely say I'm done with that place. I've also sent along some photos my friend managed to take of it, and I will post... Show that one. Yeah. Also, I, I should write her... Her name is Natasha, Okay. by the way. It's sent from Natasha over Facebook. Um, yeah, I'd like to see what her most uh, creepy encounter was. Yeah, there. right, if, if that's the second most <laughs> I creepy. I should ask that. So I'm not familiar with Cairo, West Virginia. Um, is it like I'm an abandoned either. town? Cause it may, I'm no... Yeah, her story I, made it sound... The first, and here's the photo she had, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, if, if y'all, um, the, the photo's um, up on the, the stream right now, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a zoomed in photo of, uh, yeah, of, of the original photo that got sent, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool stuff. It looks like, no, they're, and, and they're still... story will be up on the blog in two weeks, mm -hmm. Patreons will get mm -hmm. it Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it looks like there's still people who lived, oh, okay, so the population has gone down a lot. Um, mm -hmm. over the last century, so I could definitely see there there being like an abandoned school there. Um, There's an abandoned town. My wife's family's from. We should check out one day too. It's like yeah. abandoned town, but yeah. 
Ooh, you know what? There, there's a lot of abandoned towns, uh, coal mining towns. I think. Well, maybe not a lot, but there's a few. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of coal mining in West Virginia. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy story. Even crazier, she got a photo of it. Yeah. No, the, or the she said her blog. friend did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll post that to to Patreon this week, and yeah, it'll be up on the blog in in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you want that early access, join up on the Patreon. Yeah. All the uh, proceeds go back into the site. We'll use it for trips and books for research and new cameras and web hosting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I guess do we have any other? I think I mentioned the the podcast earlier, but if if some people are are just joining, we're gonna have everything up. It should be done. I'm I'm slowly uploading the episodes, and then I've gotta do all the um the input with you know Apple and Amazon and Spotify. Um, I but can't we wait should have for that Spotify. Done. Yeah, we should have that done in the next week or two. And yeah, it um yeah, so that'll be another way for for y'all to to listen to the stories if that's more convenient for you than than youtube or the blog so yeah we want to make it as as accessible as possible and you know we're happy happy to do all that so if anyone has any suggestions for for other other places you'd like us to host just yeah let us know in the discord or shoot us an email or anything like that also let us know if you like this stream if people liked it um we'll keep doing them yeah um and hopefully we can get some call-ons with people who have stories and they can tell them live. Yeah, for sure. That would be a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, even even just like, you know, reading some of the stories and talking about them, like hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I sure did. So yeah, we'll, we'll do this again. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, take care. Oh, and everyone. if I can get 100 oh. subscribers on this YouTube channel, one thing I'd like to do... Did we lose your audio again? Anything else, or do we want to wrap it up? I think your audio cut out for the what you. I the last thing we heard was um, if we get a hundred subscribers on the YouTube. Oh channel. yeah, if we can get up to a hundred subscribers on the YouTube channel, I can do live streams from my phone. Oh, cool. And then I could possibly do a live stream one of the times I'm down at the Mothman Museum and just kind of walk around and show people. I think that would be really cool to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need 100 subs. Oh, okay, cool. And if we even do the... um, We could do that, too, for if we go for some of the the more spooky sightseeing type stuff. We could... could, One of us could live stream off our phones while we're doing that. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Well, I don't have anything else if you don't. Should we sign up? Nope. All right. Oh yeah, I guess we can wrap that up. Um, and guys, let us know in the Discord, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. If you like this thing, um, no, let us know and try to do more. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're signing off. Take care, everyone. And we'll and see. You I'm next going time. to go in and in the stream now. Alrighty. <laughs>